everyone, and welcome to part one of last weekend in playoff basketball. <laughs> wow. We're going to be recapping the epic first weekend of the 2021 playoffs. We've separated it from East and Western Conference. This is the Eastern Conference episode. I am your co-host, Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the mouth. What up, everybody? I hope you guys watched the games. They were insane this weekend. Uh, everything Every, delivered. It was, it, was, it was a good one. It was, it was great. Energy. That's all I could say. Big Nick energy. <laughs> That's what we're going to start off with, right? Yep. Let's start off with the probably my game of the weekend, the Atlanta Hawks at the New York Knicks. This is the four versus five seed in the Eastern Conference. Wow. I'm mad. Why are you mad? I am mad because this is one of the games I didn't watch. But after watching all the highlights, I was like, this was the game to watch. This was a beast. It was a back and forth slugfest affair. The crowd, this is definitely where like the crowd comes in. Because COVID and everything, you forget how powerful a crowd can be. Dude, every time. Madison Square Garden was packed, everybody. No masks. Some masks. <laughs> no masks given. No masks given. Yeah, it was crazy. It was incredible. Trey Young, this was his playoff debut. My God. He gets a win. At Medicine Square Garden in the playoffs, fans are welcome back. He drops thirty. He's in very elite company. Um, Thirty-two points, yeah, ten assists, bro. Seven rebounds. I wasn't a big fan. I honestly, I, I, I kind of talked about this series. I was like, this might be really good, or the Knicks might trample over. But I don't know. I think the hot, the hots. You have the hots for the hawk. I think the hot. The what? Stop. <laughs> I think this is their year. Not their year to fucking win anything. But I think like. They ha- I think they might be able to crush this first round. What I'm seeing the most from this playoff, regardless of what conference it is, these younger players are not scared anymore. They don't give a fuck. Yep. And they are here to challenge these, these established players, these established superstars, and, and they're eager. They, they want it. They're hungry. Yeah, you have it in the Western Conference with John Morant and the whole Memphis Grizzlies squad, and now we have it right here with the Atlanta Hawks. And Trey Young. But that's what brings the energy to it, you know? Because like you said, I think now, especially since the game has evolved, you remember, like, even, like, great players back then when they got drafted, they would still sit on the bench more, you know? They weren't given that hardcore time. But now, right, coming out, of like, you have to start playing for your team. You have to make a difference, you know? And you're seeing it. We, we should have been talking about Alec Burks today, but instead Trey Young. What did you think of that, the, the crowd silencer? There was a lot of Twitter... Oh, yeah, I saw, like, Stuff a lot of going interviews. On about, like, like, his finger. What'd you think? Like you said, it's part of the crowd, and I think that's what pumps you up more. I think that's why you're going to get more, especially in this match, because this was the, mo- the arena that I saw that was the packest. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so I think that's where you're going to get that, especially in New York people, especially what they've gone through during the pandemic. Like, the ones that can come out, you know they're going to show up the love. I'm loving it, bro. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. There was a stretch. Spike Lee's not, though. No, he was. Everyone. You could see. Because Tracy Morgan was in the crowd. Spike Lee getting up and dancing. Like, everyone was having a great time. Just, it just with the loss, you know? It was such a heartbreaking loss because they were really, really trying really hard. Kudos for Tom Thibodeau, Leon Rose, James Dolan. He, I saw him there, too. You know, oh, I didn't see Dolan up he just there. Kind of, <laughs> he's in the background now, and it, it, it's working out. Well, going back on that thing, uh, Trey Young said in his post-game interview that, like, he was going off because of the crowd because they kept booing him and they kept, like, saying, you know, F you and stuff during the game. And, like, you know that pumps him up. You it's know? going to motivate any athlete. It's motivated them since the beginning. Look at Jordan. Look at Kobe. Look at Trey Young. Everyone. They use that to their advantage. Oh, for well, sure. you said Michael and Kobe. I think uh, I got a little info here from ESPN. Oh, do tell. Uh, that uh, Trey Young was the first player with 30 points and 10 assists in a playoff game at Madison Square Garden since Michael Jordan did it in Game 5 of the 1989 Eastern Conference Finals. So 
So Deep since in, before yeah. we were born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Congrats, so he, he's dude. He's right on the path, you know. Another thing that I wanted to mention, too, with the New York Knicks before we move on, Derrick Rose had some solid shots. Obi Toppin, it's just like each time they made a defensive stop in the fourth, and uh, they they came back with like a, an epic three pointer back and forth. The crowd was oh, so yeah, Bogdanovich, massive. he tied the game in the last minute, bro. Like yeah. we didn't even talk about Trey Young's floater. I loved it. Like you said, you saw it in a different type of uh, camera view. I just saw it on the regular one, but dude, it, it was a nice little shot to end it. And especially with all these accolades coming after that, you know of like whipped cream on top or the cherry on yeah, top yeah. of like a nice game. Well, how did Julius Randle do in that? He had an important three pointer at going down the stretch of that game, but. Garbage. When I pull up his actual they stats, him. yes, fifteen points, twelve rebounds, four assists, solid. Oh, it's not this most improved player. It's not the all star. It's not who you know the whole team was rallying around this and expecting, whole season. and especially himself. Remember, they were pumping themselves up against the Nets before the playoffs started. It's like, yo, back your talk now. This is definitely the one to do it, and this is your season to do it. You know, shout out to Lou Williams as well after getting traded from the Clippers to the Hawks. He's He's still there. Right? Yeah. He's still got a chance again to go further in the playoffs than they do. I don't know. Right? Maybe. Wings over rings this season, too? <laughs> we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Okay. Would you like to move on? Yeah, but we didn't do our predictions of this. Are we going to do it now? Oh, yeah, stupid come me. on, yes. bro. Actually, not. We're going to do that. Let's go ahead and do our updated series predictions. After watching this first game, are you overreacting? Are you changing anything? What is your prediction? I might be overreacting. I was on the fence on this series at the beginning because, I, you know, I love both teams. I had to give Julius Randle his thing and what the Knicks are doing, especially on the streak they went through during the season. But Trey Young, I loved him last season. Like, he just has that energy, you know, like you said, that new young energy. But uh, I think I'm going to have to change it. I think I did have the Knicks pulling it off, but I'm going to have to say the Hawks steal this in six. Whoa, you're going yeah, Hawks in yeah, six? Yeah. I am going Knicks in seven. Okay, Knicks in seven? Yes. Uh-huh. But I like how the energy has already been established since the beginning game of this season. Oh, yeah, you can't go back. Either team can't go back, and the Knicks need to push forward, bro. Yes, and that's the next game we would like to talk about, the game that started off the 2021 playoffs, the number three seed versus the number six seed in the Eastern Conference, a rematch last year, the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Miami Heat. That was a great opener. This was great. That this was, was epic. fun. I watched that one, and I was like, ugh, you know? like you- I was a little concerned, though, because it looked like Giannis and Jimmy Butler had some pretty serious injuries. Fortunately, they were able to stay in the game. It didn't look like it affected them too much. However, I do want to bring this up. The game went into overtime because of Jimmy Butler's heroics late game, but in overtime, Giannis was nowhere to be found. It was Chris Middleton who saved the day. Yep. And good for him. Oh, it was a great shot, too, from him. But Giannis is the dude who you need to be making those decisions. If Chris Middleton didn't take that shot, the narrative would have been completely different this morning. Because where's Giannis? He's standing in the corner. He still hasn't figured out how to create his own offense. It's going to be a grinder of a series. Oh, yeah, no, and I agree with you totally. I was telling you, like, this is the reason why they paid Middleton, but, like, he, like you were saying, is not the one you want taking it at the end. You don't pay him that. You want your star. You want Giannis to come and do it, you know. But you have to say, like, at least they squeaked by with the win. Because I was actually critiquing uh, Butler in the fourth quarter. There were some times where I, like, I love Jimmy's hustle, you know. But then there are some, like, yo, give it up. They were missing, like, three. I think he missed, like, three straight trying to go for, like, a drive. And it's like, no. Side quest real quick. We've got ourselves a side quest. Something super 
random and awkward. So Giannis really takes a long time uh. to make his free throws. And, like, everyone was already, like, during the regular season, like, he's taking too long. You only get 10 seconds. And guess what? He got called for the 10 seconds in the first game of the playoffs. I love it. that The referees, everyone is setting a tone. Karan Butler, who is an assistant coach for the Miami Heat, he's literally counting when Giannis no. is on the free throw line. <laughs> One, two. I love it, though. I love it, though. No, it's part of the game, bro. Mental games, yeah. mental warfare. Keep no, it up. Do it. And the refs need to keep it up, bro. You can't just do it here and there. So, for all the shit that I'm giving Giannis, <laughs> I'm going to pull up his stat line. It was still very impressive. 26 points, 18 rebounds, 5 assists. Chris Middleton with the game-winning bucket in overtime with, like, .9 seconds left, right? He had 27, 6, and 6. Drew Holiday, 20 and 11, and Brooke Lopez, 18 and 8. Yeah, solid, solid. Oh, it was a solid, solid ass game, yo. Like, but like I'm saying, like, this is just like a repeat of last year's. Like, both these teams don't want to lose. They can't lose, really, you know? Miami had a lot of expectations before the season. Then during the season, it went low. And now, like, now that they're back in the middle of the playoffs, it's like we expect a lot more from Jimmy Butler, from everybody. I expect, yes, Jimmy Butler a lot more. Bam Adebayo, he did not have a very good game. He only had nine points. I saw Robinson trying there, but like... Duncan he, Robinson was solid. That's mm, who was the next person. Yeah. He was unconscious from three-point range at least six of ten last time I checked. No, there was a couple of shots I thought he should have taken instead of Jimmy, you know? Like, <laughs> and no, 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 but you know you know, Jimmy's the star. It's like the Westbrook thing, you know? There's sometimes they're like, yes, I know you can do it, but in this time and period right now, I don't think you should do it, you know? Another player that I want to give a shout-out to in the heat was Goran Dragic. Was Goran Dragic. How do you say his last name? Drogic? I say, you know me, I can't pronounce the words. I say Drogic. <laughs> well, he, he had a solid 25 points. I know last season when they were in the NBA Finals, he was injured. So this kind of feels like his own little personal redemption. Well, he has to. Wasn't he leading them leading them during the play, um, yeah, during the regular season? Solid, yeah, yeah, so he, he has come through too. Season. Well, that's what the Miami needs. You know, I feel they have more gunners. It's just they're not hitting or they're not hitting at the right time. You know? Ugh. It's going to be a long series, though. It's going to be a long series. I don't think either of these teams can win two games in a row. Breaking news. Well, I was just proven wrong. Ha <laughs> ha. Mowgli here, flying solo one more time because that's what I do. I edit the podcast, I'm watching the game, and guess what? I said no team in this series could win two games in a row. The Milwaukee Bucks would strongly disagree. As competitive as Game 1 was, this was the complete opposite for the Bucks. This was just a, a route from the beginning, three-point barrage. I'm going to point this out. In the first quarter, Milwaukee Bucks, 46 points. The Miami Heat, 20. Wow, 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 very nice. Oh, that's how you put that energy. That's how you put that intensity. That's how you put that pressure You from the get-go. Very impressive. Bryn Forbes, seems like he was hitting very, very important shots. He had his moment. He was standing out. We always talk about those others. And he stepped up this game. 22 points, 5 rebounds. Shout out to him. Giannis, 31-13-6. Chris Middleton, 17 points. Drew Holiday, 11 points, 15 rebounds. Everyone was stepping up for the Bucks when it counted. They didn't want the Heat to steal the game. And they made sure that was not possible. Does this change my series outlook? No. I'm still going the Heat in 7. We'll see what Malv thinks when we get him on the mic. Goran Dragic, another solid performance 18 4 and 2 bam out of bio he showed up with the points but as far as rebounds three rebounds four assists you got to step that up jimmy butler not his best game 10 points four assists two rebounds 32 minutes yeah i don't know what to do with the miami heat right now um 
you know, what they always say, that old catchphrase, that old slogan. It's not a series until one of the home teams loses a game. So in theory, the Bucks just did their job. They held home court. It's now the Miami Heat's turn. Game three will be taking place in South Beach. The Heat will host the Bucks Thursday, May 27th at 4.30. That should be a banger of a game. I'm expecting Miami to come out with some desperation here. No one is going to survive a 3-0 deficit. This is the series game. Maybe if Milwaukee wins game three, I would change my series. But I think Miami still has a bit more fight left. Okay, well, thank you for listening. Wanted to interject this real quick. And now back to Malvin Mowgli. Also, it was too close for comfort for Milwaukee. When you have Jimmy Butler, when you have Bam Adebayo, when you have these cats who are elite and do not perform, the game shouldn't be this close. So... With that, Malv, let's go ahead and do our updated series predictions. All right, you want to go first on this one? I'll go first on this one. I want Giannis to do good, but I'm going Heat. Uh, heat in seven. I've been uh, telling you. I've been telling uh, you. I've been. I've been pumping up the Heat as the season has been coming towards an end. Have I yeah, not? I'm, have, I'm expecting them to rise up. I'm expecting yes. them to rise up because that that tenacity, that culture, Eric Spoelstra, Pat Riley, they will not go gentle into that good night. Milwaukee isn't completely lost in confidence like maybe a Clippers team would be because they did win this game. But this is a very important message that the Heat is spending. It's like, yo, we just lost this game, and we didn't even play that good. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. And that's why I have my prediction. I have it here written so, like, you know that I didn't just, like, you know, make it up. But I, I put, like, this, I feel right now after watching the opening weekend that this series in the East probably is the only one to really have a potential to go the full seven. Mm. You know, and my gut says right here, I wrote it, Go with Jimmy Butler in the heat if it does. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing Like if it goes to seven. But like you said, if they could have swung this one and the heat won it, they, they would have fucked the Bucks' head surely. Yeah, like they would have been the Eastern Conference Clippers. Straight up. I love that. Like, love that comparison. And, hey, they both of them got a lot of stuff to ride with. I feel more it's Jimmy's ego, but... For the Bucks, it's the whole organization. Jimmy's ego. You think he has an ego? Not, I but like, I mean, like his his stature. You know, his his uh, his commanding presence, his aura. His aura. He sets his the theme, tempo. Yeah, like, he sets the hardworking tempo. But when I see him as a leader, especially last year with with Tyler Hero, he was he was he was very mentoring. He was very nurturing, at least to those players who were willing to put in the effort. Like we saw oh, the amount of shit that he gave. You know, Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns. Maybe we won't. We don't want to talk too much right, shit about yeah. him. He had a fucked up year. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins. As hey, well. we said at the beginning of the season we were going to give him a pass yeah, this yeah. season. All right, the cat slander is yeah. Cat right. gets a pass this okay, year. Okay, okay, he gets a pass. Anything else you'd like to talk about with this series, man? No, I just feel like I said great way to start. Milwaukee the- needs to win, or next season it's that team's being blown up. No, no, no. It's this season. This season because Mike Budenholzer is on the hot seat. Mm, he needs to win. He needs to win. They and, need to win. It's going to be embarrassing. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay, moving on to the final two games of the weekend in the Eastern Conference. The Brooklyn Nets versus the Boston Celtics. I'll give you this. Boston played very well in that first half. They actually led 53-47. to 47. So that was always good. But going down the stretch... No, no, I'm totally with you because I, told, I was writing here like in my notes. like The Celtics were keeping like a nice five-point five cushion throughout like the game till the third quarter. And in my notes, I put, like, that the, the Nets, they woke up around the sixth minute in the fourth quarter, and that was deadly. You know, even though they ba- – well, not barely won. 104-93 to 93 is still a pretty decent win. Mm-hmm. But with, like, a depleted team like the Celtics, I thought that they should have been, like, given a big beatdown on this one, you know? 
I think for the Celtics, this was probably their strongest effort because, like, all right, guys, let's set the tempo. Let's set the tone. Like, we have nothing to lose here. And they did do good. They held them to 104 points. They only scored 93 themselves. But as this series progresses, Boston is going to get fatigued. Yeah. And, and those offensive points from Brooklyn side are just going to come easier. Way easier, yeah. you know? Speaking of offense, though, let's go ahead and not mention that. Blake Griffin <laughs> had one fucking point. He had one point, four assists, three rebounds. We're already at that stage of the career in Blake Griffin. He's the it's bot. Terrible. Yeah, he's, he's putting in work, full. They're winning. One point They're work. <laughs> That's what it is. No, no, no. I want to give a shout-out to that big three. 32 points from Kevin Durant, 12 rebounds. Kyrie Irving, 29. And then James Harden, the facilitator. He is the, the, the main um, instrumental cog in that piece, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, he just Almost melted triple-double. I feel like he's like the 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 more grounded minded of the two, you know. So it probably helps. It helps because of the way he came into the league. Remember, he was that six man, man in OKC, and then he had the responsibility in Houston, and now he's kind of matured as a basketball player. So I do think he is the most important piece for Brooklyn. On the Boston Celtics end, let's go ahead and give standout players. It's going to be Jason Tatum. Smart, really. Marcus Smart. Jason Tatum had twenty two five and three. It still wasn't that good. Because he's just coming off that 50-point smashing. That was crazy. 15. Robert Williams, solid effort from him. Because <laughs> I wasn't really expecting that much from him. 11 points, 9 rebounds. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. But then, like I said, like you said, like this is going to be an energy. Like I don't see them coming out of this winning. But if they do, they're going to be depleted at the end of it. Because like you said, the Celtics, all of them are going to have to use their max potential during this series, I feel. And with the big three in, in, in Brooklyn... You really need two of those fools to have a fire-ass night, and you'll, you'll squeak by with You don't need everything win. in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier for Brooklyn to win because they have so much more firepower. And that's why I'm updating mine from Nets in five. I'm going Nets in four. Fuck, dude. Get out of my get mind. Get out of my head. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. We didn't even know this. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. We I, overreact. Yeah, <laughs> I had the Celtics, too, and I was yeah. like, nope. At, Wait, no, you, you had the Celtics? Uh, well, I wanted, I didn't have the Celtics. Oh, you, you had them winning a game. More, yeah, yeah I had yeah, them winning yeah. more. But after seeing this, I'm like, yes, this might. This is going to be a net sweep, I think. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you yeah know? you're really missing Jalen Brown right here, unfortunately. That sucks. Yeah, you know, and again, this is another organization where I feel like an implosion's coming or another type of change, you know, because this is an... Well, they're bringing a, Kendrick uh, Perkins as the head coach? Well, shit. <laughs> you know, I would love that, actually. That'd be funny as hell. Nice. Come be my assistant coach, Max. <laughs> Imagine Stephen A. Smith as a coach, too. Uh, Just, oh, what can't. the hell are you doing? Get the hell out of the... <laughs> what are you doing in the paint? Oh, goodness gracious. Well, yeah, that's that. You also have Nets in four then, right? Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> okay, I think that's enough of the Nets talk. Let's go ahead and go to the game that I actually didn't really watch this weekend. Apologies, that's why we saved for the last one. It's going to be the one versus eight seed in the Eastern Conference, the Philadelphia 76ers against the Washington Wizards. This is Russell Westbrook's first time competing in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. How did he do? Well, he lost. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? But let's go ahead and pull up his stats. If I can find them. Oh, don't worry. This was another one, too. I feel bad, too. I didn't even watch that many of the highlights because I kind of gave this to the 76ers. I I know you were really big on beforehand on the Wizards. You really wanted this Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal momentum to keep going. But speaking of Beal, Beal balled. Beal had the best game there. I know I was mentioning Westbrook, but I'm pulling up the stats right now. Bradley Beal, 33 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. He was trolling Joel Embiid, too. I saw a little Bleacher Report app, and I, I saw the highlight, and I was like, ha-ha. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, though, 16 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists. I wish 
Did you catch the highlights of this or no? I really didn't. You know, like I told you, like this wasn't really in my radar. Like the 76ers Sunday morning, too. You're, you're hungover, right? <laughs> I was, yes. Oh, I wasn't hungover. I was at church. <laughs> so there goes our different lifestyle. Right. But again, too, you know, like I'm I'm going to say, I'm be truthful. Like, you know, there's certain East teams I don't really care about. And then here's two of them. Oh, you know? <laughs> you know? Philly won. Did we mention the box score? 125, 118, Philly. We're talking about Washington. We should have led with Philly because Tobias Harris actually put in some great work. My God. Good. He's had a solid week, right? You know how Tobias Harris actually gets like, Mistaken for J. Cole. So he had an album drop. <laughs> yeah, I love that. A, yeah. a 37 point outing in the playoffs. Didn't like, he post yeah. something like, he posted yo, something yeah, like he's that? Like, too. He's like, yo, I had a great week. My album's number my one. My best friend left me and <laughs> he's talking about like Bobon or someone. <laughs> hey, that'd be so cool though. Wouldn't that be sick if you had, um, for like NBA Jam, you had a Tobias Harris and Bobon team? I'd buy it. Yeah, right. Or DLC? the t shirt. DLC <laughs> for sure. DLC, Capcom, or whoever, whoever, whoever. I don't even know who owns the licensing rights for that. Well, it was our idea first. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> And yeah, another thing too with Tobias, he has kind of taken a lot of flack, especially last year in the playoffs. He was getting a lot of shit when Brett Brown was the head coach. Guess what? Doc Rivers is the head coach now. I forgot that Tobias actually had a very, very like solid half season when he was with the Clippers, Clippers. and Doc Rivers was his coach then. Remember? Yeah, dude, I it's all about, about that. with great coaching, and I think it's just like being comfortable. You know, Doc seems like somebody who you would who would let you ride if you know if you're doing decent at the time. Doc, Doc. <laughs> We gotta go back in time before you before you choke a three one lead. That's, that's so good. <laughs> but the way they're playing, like you said, Tobias Harris, I didn't expect thirty seven points, you know, even six rebounds, but like imagine that trio. Ben Simmons didn't make anything, but Oh, we're gonna you, talk okay. about him in a bit. Okay, but okay, we will. All right, but okay, so Tobias Harris makes thirty seven. I don't feel that's gonna come from him a lot during this playoffs, but it'd be insane if he did. It's Crazy found shit gold. happens, you it's know. Found gold. Um, Joel Embiid uh, with his 30 points. That's a given, you know. So that's you need that every night for sure. And good thing he came out with the first game. Stay healthy, uh, though. That's it. Just stay healthy, Embiid. The other one that fucking uh, just amazed me was Seth Curry even throwing 15 points in there, you know. Like, I'm not going to say he's always going to be, like, there. But, like, those are some little options you have. And I think the 76ers to advance, especially the way Simmons was playing last time, they're going to need a little bit from everybody, you know, different shit from everybody. I like that you mentioned Seth Curry, though. What a time to be alive when Seth Curry is in the playoffs <laughs> and not Steph. Right. Right? 15 points, four rebounds, one assist. But the main dude on the Philadelphia 76ers that I'd like to talk about, and we're definitely going to want your opinion, Malv, on this, is Ben Simmons and his stat line. Okay? Right, Let's go yeah. ahead and do this. 15 rebounds, 15 assists, but six points. And uh, there's a lot of, you know, just mixed reactions wherever you're here, whatever the analysts are saying, whatever the internet is saying. How do you feel about Ben Simmons' performance after this game? The stat line we were talking earlier off air, like, it surprised me. Like, 15 rebounds and 15 assists? Like, oh, my God. Those are great numbers coming from him as well. And this is playoff basketball. You know, that's great. That's dope. But then when you see that points, you're like, Six, Six points. points. And, and, and to that and you're point, supposed to be the second star of this team? Not only <laughs> that, Malv, it's playoff basketball. <laughs> exactly. So it works to your advantage and disadvantage. A, well, thing, it works for my advantage for somebody like, you know, off the bench who would get 15 points. Like if, if Howard came with 10 and 10, then that's great. That's good. That's good, solid work from a player on your team. But when you're Ben Simmons... 
But and he you, had 15 rebounds and 15 I, but assists. That, yeah, I know it's crazy, but, like, you want all that because what does he always get criticized of? His shooting. So why don't his you lack start of shooting. his lack of shooting? So why don't you start getting that confidence earlier with teams you probably think you can roll over, which I'm going to give him the confidence. I think they can roll over, you know? So he, or unless that's their game plan right now for this round, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that's their game plan. I actually really like what you're saying there because Simmons is always going to have a mismatch when he's guarding the other point guard, right? So he needs to take advantage of that. But at the same time, that's not who he is as a player, right? And yeah. you should appreciate what he can do. So it's it's definitely a catch-22. I love what he's doing. Those stats are crazy. But yeah. but for real, though, like you cannot have six points. At mm-hmm. least at least like a like a... Jason Kidd triple double where he has like ten points, fifteen rebounds, fifteen assists. Yeah, that's passable. Yes. So get those points up four more. Get get four wow, more points, Ben. That's it, bro. That's all you need. And then you'll be solid. Dang, if you knew how to shoot threes, bro, it would have been easy to get ten. Well he knows how to shoot Kardashians and Jenners. <laughs> get out of here. He's dating her or it's it's Devin Booker now, right? It's, it's Book, bro. Okay. It's all right. Book. A real winner and shooter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, updated series predictions now that we've seen game one. What do you think? I can't remember my other predictions because, like I said, these are two teams I don't really pay attention to. But right now, right now, I'm going 576ers. I'm going 570! <laughs> Get out of my head! Oh, my gosh, dude. Uh, Such a nut yeah. right now, Mal. I think so, too. I'm just going off the body and the work of just the first game. Like, the energy, too. Like, you can't just have Beal and fucking Westbrook be your whole team, you know? And Westbrook has been, in, you know, off here and there. He's Some like Drake, everything. floating in and out of consciousness. <laughs> you remember that? Headlights. They know, they know. That's like old school Drake. It's like 29 or 2009 or 2010. Damn, Drake. Grandpa, get out of here. We don't listen to Drake anymore. You know, right? It's all about Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> it's all about Lil Yachty. I listen to Billie Eilish, right? It's all about DaBaby. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you guys are listening to. Mildon Mowgli. Yeah. Please, we want to know, kids. Uh, what else do you want to talk about for the Eastern Conference? I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, Games it fun. tonight. Fun, Let's, fun. Oh, yeah, bring up the game. We're going go. for the game, too. Yes. Bring it up right now. I already know it's in my head. Miami <laughs> versus the Bucks, bro. They're playing tonight. This is where my na- Miami needs to show up to say I'm fighting. They the are Buc- fighting, no, though. They are fighting. They are fighting, but, like, I'm here in the fight. You know what I mean? Like, you need this win. I feel they need it. The Bucks need this win to be, like, we're going to win. You're not going to push us around. I'm Giannis. I have figured it out. I have to win. Yes. Jimmy Butler's like, nah, fam. We t- this is South Beach, homie. Right. <laughs> now, Udonis Haslam, he's like, nah, homie. We're checking you right here. I'll come into the game for three minutes. I'll fuck you up. I love it. I love it. I love it, too. Uh, I do think Miami Heat is going to win this game tonight. I don't think we're going to get that same performance from Bam. He's going to get more points. He's going to get more... Um, you're hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. hoping. I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for Butler, and I'm hoping for Adebayo to step up a bit more. And we also have a Western Conference game. I know it's the Eastern Conference, but we're going to do the same shit. Do you want to mm-hmm. do it here? Yeah, we'll do it here, too. Okay, we have the Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets. What are you having? Oh, this is so hard. This is so hard because I hate Portland. <laughs> I got Portland on this game. I actually have Denver. Jokic, he's going to be a bit more aggressive. You got Michael Porter. We'll talk about that in episode two. And we'll talk about that in episode two. Exactly. And that is going to conclude this episode of Last Weekend in NBA Playoff Basketball. We hope you had a blast listening. We always have a blast recording. Questions, comments, anything like that, feel free to email us at malvinmogli at gmail.com. Subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. If you listen on Apple, we would greatly appreciate a five-star rating. It would help us out tremendously. And one more thing. Follow us on social media, will you? 
at Mal underscore N underscore Mowgli. And one more, more thing. Don't forget, we have another Western Conference playoff episode, which should be coming up right now.